Gotcha.
Thursday at 6.30, okay? So I'm just going to have to let y'all know that. If y'all can't make it, just let me know. I'll come down to Bowfield. We're going to be learning Jesus by Grace and I and uh, maybe one other, but Jesus is Grace and I. Okay, let's see. What can we start with? 6.30, 6.30 on Thursday, praise practice. Yes, I will, I will, I will. No, that's fine. Let's just start with a better word. Okay, so better word, I'll say that first, and then you can tell me what's wrong. I will have mercy. I have healed. I have restored. I made whole. There's no shame in God's forgiveness. He loves me
is your sting? Sing with me their part. Death, where is your sting? Grave, your victory is overcome. He has overcome. Hell, you won't prevail. You have no power. We've overcome. We have overcome. That's better, yeah. You got it. Okay, so let's start at that bridge one more time. Just uh, me and then we'll. Where is your sting grave? Your victory we've overcome. We have overcome. Hell, you won't prevail. You have no power. We've Your victory is 
Okay, let's go over.
6.30 on Thursday. Is that good, Lord?
Treasure, you're 
And I don't know about you, but it is refreshing and renewing when I step into the house of the Lord. Amen, church? Even after being outside all week working in this way too hot weather, it is refreshing and renewing to get after it in the spirit. To expend as much as I possibly can to show some sort of praise and gratitude to the God that gave me everything. It's a little bit refreshing and renewing. Amen. We have a few needs we're going to take here before the Lord today. Kyle Pinson, Jeff Brown, Nelda Doss, Evan Cashin, Sister Formby, Joey Phillips, Bonnie Stringer, Judd Bryant, Cindy Pinson, Wendy May, Brother Dickie, Jane Lay, and also Cindy, and then also Ellie. Um, she has a, she, this is a young girl, and don't want to go too much in, just spreading news, but this is a young girl going through a lot, and her and her families could really use our prayer. So make sure, to, for sure, remember the name Ellie. This past week, I was very privileged and honored to get to be able to speak to our youth. We have the greatest youth group in the world, by the way, and so I consider it a very high ability to be able to get to do that and one of the things just I'll, I'll relay the same information that I gave on Wednesday night one of the things that I spoke about though was during this weather that we just talked about will relate it to the spiritual climate of the world it's really hot it's burning up and I, I really think it, in, in not necessarily in the positive sense but the world's almost trying to choke us out with the heat and the amount of pressure that it's putting on us. But what's crazy about trees is what they do during this immense heat is they shed their leaves. And you look at it and you think, man, well, this tree's about to, about to bite the bullet. He's gone. Going to have to chunk it. But what it's actually doing is shedding leaves so it doesn't expend all of its energy in unnecessary places. What it does is it stocks up the water that it needs in its trunk and its roots. That way it can move on to the next season. What it does is it gets a hold of a vision that's greater than itself. And it says, I'm not focused on the right now. I'm not focused on what I look like to other people. But what it says is, I'm focused on living on to the next season. I'm focused on producing new life in other areas. I wonder if some of us can get a hold of that same vision that God has for us and can say, I don't care how much heat is on me right now. I don't care how much pressure is on me right now. I don't care what kind of financial troubles I'm going through right now because I've got a greater vision. And that's what I'm going to press towards, no matter what I face. So if you have a need here today, any sort of need at all, I believe that our God will meet you there. And our ministers will anoint you with oil, and some brothers and sisters will pray for you. Jesus, oh God, your spirit is here today. There's a renewing of the Spirit for someone here today that hasn't had it in some time.
Jesus, there's a renewing of the mind here today. There's a blessing of financial stability here today, God. Lord, we come together and unify in your name, Lord. Coming against every demon, every problem, every single trial that we dare stand against your children, God. And we unify and unite together under your name, God. Lord, we pray that your will would be done, not ours. In your great name, I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of us. Amen.
come to take our tithe and our offering that song it's just as sister Kylie just just said he has given you freedom given as in it was a gift it cannot be taken away from you either He's given you absolute freedom to be able to dance. And we have way more freedom than several others in other countries and foreign places. But he's given us the ability and the freedom and the liberty to dance, to praise, to worship, to spread the gospel without any hesitation or adversity, really. And so it is just such a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to get to thank God whenever we come to the house of the Lord. To, to, it's, it's not, it's just as the gratitude song says, it's not much, but it's the only thing that I have fit for a king.
You'll never be able to earn that gift that you've been given. But our God, our Father, will always, always accept love, accept praise, accept worship in His house, and anywhere, really. So if we could have the ushers come, we'll take our tithe and our offering right now. Jesus, I, on behalf of all of us, would simply like to thank you. Thank you for the many, many, many blessings that each and every one of us have been given, God. Thank you for the breath in our lungs, for waking up this morning. Jesus, thank you for our families. Thank you for our church. Thank you for our community, God, that's hungry. Lord, I pray that you would equip us and we would take it out into our world, Jesus. Lord, we pray that your will would be done. Bless these people. Bless this giving in your great name. Jesus, Lord, you're worthy.
God bless you as you're seated. I cannot appreciate the bloodline of Christ any more than I do this day. There is not any weapon formed against the blood of Jesus that can stop you from having a better day. And being in the house of God and being with people that associate with him frequently whose chatterbox or conversations are filled with thoughts about him and the life that he has given to us is huge. And so we are glad today to have international representatives that are helping people around the world. Because of so many precautions, we have to use uh, terms that, that fit what's going on. And in this case, we are so thrilled that these representatives are part of our family. And uh, Brother... That what? Oh, you like it too? <laughs> oh, well, man, that makes it even greater. But Brother Rick and his good wife represent you, your dollars, your passion, and your burden. And somehow, as all of these things unfold, we have got to realize without a question, every breath counts. Every thought pattern that comes from the oasis of the covenants of God, every thought pattern that comes from the strength of the well that will never run dry. And so today, I bring this wonderful couple, my one of my sisters out of four that I helped train. And I did a good job on her. But mainly mother and dad <laughs> did. And my mother, dad always said mother, that his wife had six children and each one of them had five siblings. He was a monopoly on life and verbiage. He could speak seven languages in foreign languages and it was amazing how he could even communicate in others. But this couple is absolutely doing a wonderful work among your world and we are grateful for what they are doing. Would you make welcome Brother Rick and Von Robinson. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're a very big part of what we do. This is a beautiful, beautiful crowd here today. And how often I think when people come and visit the country we live in and the area of, of Istanbul, how blessed that that country is just to have those apostolic Pentecostal, Bible-believing, Bible-obeying people in that land. 
And how lucky and blessed Paris, Texas is to have you. You're a bright light. I encourage you even shine brighter. You know, we can always work on ourselves. That's one thing our mom and dad taught us very much. You know, what needs working on, work on. You know, you're not going to get an A plus in everything probably. But if you get an F in something, for sure work on that. But we need to always do better, do more for the Lord. I'm so happy to be here and I always get emotional inside just being here with my family, my brother and his wife and a niece and some great nieces and nephews and all of you, you're like our family, part of our eternal family. And I'm glad we're going to speak English in heaven <laughs> or Hawaiian or something. Whatever is spoken, we're going to understand it. God is so wonderful, isn't he? The spirit of the Lord is in this place in such a beautiful way. And I want to just tell you, when I was about 15 or 16, actually I was 15 when we moved to Europe uh, in 1972, June of 1972, kicking and screaming, we four girls did not want to go. Mother and daddy had a call over there, and we didn't feel that same call. We were kicking and screaming. Uh, but anyway, we went, and it took us a while to get used to living in a foreign country. We were used to good old Louisiana, Louisiana food, American food, everything, and churches here. It was very different over there. But anyway, I heard a song, the first group that came over that I remember. A lady played the accordion. A group from America came to minister over there. And she sang a song that left such a strong impression on me, though I wasn't super serious about the Lord. I loved the Lord, had been baptized, received the Holy Ghost when I was 12. And I did love the Lord, but, you know, sometimes teenagers don't seem to think that serious, you know, not sold out to the Lord. But the song she sang really made such a strong impression on me. You may have heard it. I just want to share a few words of this with you today uh, because I pray that it impacts your life. We need to be impacted again and again. Only, we only have one life. So soon it will pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one chance to change our ways. So live for Jesus and give to Jesus all your days. It's the only life that pays when you recall you have but one life. Because the days really do pass so swiftly. The months, they come and go. Years melt away. I never thought I'd be 66. Never thought I'd be 66. But the Lord has tarried this far. And he has a reason for you to be here, for me to be here. To share his word. Sometimes we try and try and really kind of give a lot of ourselves to be successful, make a success, make a mark on somebody's life. But you know, our God is enough to help us, to help us overcome, to help us, to keep us from falling. If we turn to him, he is always there. And I wrote a little song a few years ago. I'm going to try to sing it if my voice holds up because it started with a strong burden and a prayer when I look around at some others and in my own life for a short time, I worked, walked away from God. So I have seen two roads and it was empty as all get out. When I was away from God, I was miserable. But even on your worst day, well, there's a new song that I don't know, but I've heard on my worst day, I'm a child of God. On my best day, I'm a child of God. But God help us <clears throat> every day to be aware of the knowledge Truth is powerful, knowledge is powerful, and there is a true God, one God, and he reigns over the whole world, he's created us, and we should give our life to him. He gave his best, he gave everything for us. 
He gave us life and he is enough for whatever you're facing today. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever I'm dealing with, we can turn to him. He has promised he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And I just want to share this with you because what if, just what if, whatever I've given to anything else, to the world or whatever, if I just gave God half of my best, there's amazing things that would happen in our life, my life, your life. So I want to give him my all. In life, I've made some decisions For the moment, not thinking of you there I've given time, energy, even lots of money As it were, I too
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. sweet it is, how privileged we are, appreciate Pastor, Sister Meyer, all the rest of the family, I, when we got married, I inherited a whole clan, they're all over the place. Thankful for a good wife. What amazing God we serve. I uh, <clears throat> struggled in my younger years finding my place. I really uh, just couldn't get it figured out. But we were, mom and dad were evangelizing. We were in a certain town, and the pastor asked me to preach before church. I was very confused, concerned. But you know, <clears throat> I, I had no idea at that time, 55 years ago or so, I took my text from Matthew chapter 24. And I'm quite amazed at where we are today. And I'm going to take my text this morning from Luke 21, verses 25 through 28. It's a similar reading as Matthew 24. I have felt the nearness of the Lord and his soon coming my entire life. I grew up as a preacher's kid. I slept on the pew. Then I got too big. I slept under the pew. 
I remember messages, outpouring of the Holy Ghost, people running the aisles, shouting. We even had holy rollers. Y'all know what that is. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon, in the stars upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when you see these things come to pass, look up. Everybody say, look up. I look up, I see the sound man doing a good job. Look up, lift up your heads. Redemption draws nigh. The first time I attempted to talk about this subject, it took a lot of effort to find supporting material. It took quite a while to find enough earthquakes and floods to support the message that I felt was needed. But I want to tell you today, the signs of the times are all around us. They're in every country, on every continent, and what are the people of the world doing during this time of God revealing his soon coming? Well, they're looking for more money, bigger houses, fancy cars, exotic vacations. They want to become more important. They want to have a better social stat status. It seems like the earth has gone blind, deaf, and dumb to the Spirit of God. Matthew 24, verse 37, 38, he says, As it was in the days of Noah, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the very moment that Noah entered into the ark. First time I read that verse, I thought it was talking about some type of immorality or some type of sin. But I have come to understand since he's just saying people were living their life and having no care of God. They were going about things as they wished without looking, listening, or seeing the hand of God. They saw the signs they didn't believe. They heard the prophets. They didn't listen. They said everything's going to be all right. They went on having a good time. They were going from one party to another. Their goal was only to have a good time. The scripture says that Noah found grace the eyes of God. That grace was extended to his family. Then God commissioned Noah to preach. He preached for 120 years. He only had one message. I don't think he had any preparation. 
One message. Repent. The judgment of the Lord is at hand. Repent. God is coming. Repent. Look to the Lord. Turn from your wicked ways. Repent. 120 years. Sometimes we think we got to have a new message every day. There's a pressure on the clergy. Feed me. Tell me something new. Tell me something exciting. I want to tell you, the message really doesn't change. We're not here to give you what you want. We're here to give you what God has to offer. Repent. Turn from your wicked ways. He preached repentance, preached repentance, preached repentance. People made fun of him. The boat got bigger. One day, it looked like the boat was almost completed and people looked around and here came animals walking down the street. Strange things walking down the street. They never saw a giraffe before and here come one walking right through town. And lo and behold, here come some vicious animals, tigers and lions and bears and they just walked right on past the people. They still didn't repent. They still didn't believe. Every kind of creature came walking past them and they refused to see the hand of God. Finally, the animals entered into the ark. Noah's family entered into the ark. You know, the scripture was true then as it is now. God was not pleased to destroy the earth. God was not pleased to bring judgment to people. He was even then not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And the last thing I see is Noah standing on the steps of the ark and the animals are inside. His family is inside. The sky is growing dark. And Noah is retreating saying, repent, repent, repent. Judgment is coming. And they still refused. And here we are. I have a few pictures I'd like to share with you. Thank you for helping me with that. I don't know. I, I follow some news feeds that uh, may be a little different than some of you follow, but I, I've been quite parts of Louisiana, as you see, several places have been declared, been declared a state of national emergency because of the fires. Just go and roll through those pictures there. People were seriously injured at a rock at a concert in Red Rock, Colorado, by hailstones. Just roll on through those. There are fires raging all around the world. These are current events. 
This is not an accumulation. Right now in Greece, there are 22 major firestorms. They had over 30,000 people rescued from one island because of the fire. Flash floods in many nations. You know, we always hear about uh, the Philippines or some places having floods. They're having these floods all over the world. The fire in Canada has been raging now for a month. It has gone from the east coast and now is on the west coast. Millions of acres of forest land have been consumed by fire. The fire in, in Hawaii, it came so quick. It was a fire storm. It came so quick, they, they just got out of their cars and jumped into the water. Hundreds of vehicles abandoned because they, they had, it just came so quickly like a, like a bomb or just raging. Sicily, several fires in Italy, several floods in Italy. In the middle of summer, hail. In the middle of summer. Two weeks ago, they had about 20 inches of snow in Germany. When I said that, somebody said, oh, on the mountain? I said, no. You know, where people live, where it's normally hot. Houses, cars, cities being washed away by flood. These are current events. Mississippi. Fire in the Suez Canal. Folks, I, I just... Two thousand two hundred homes, homes and apartments are destroyed. So here we are. I, I actually go ahead and show. I have a little video that I personally took. Thousands and thousands of buildings destroyed, others that are uninhabitable. Over 500, uh, hundreds thousand. and hundreds of square blocks. Dwelling places were uh, destroyed in one earthquake houses. in southeast Turkey. Uh, the most traffic that you see is uh, movers. People are trying to salvage what they can from their condemned buildings. They're going in them illegally uh, to get furniture and family heirlooms, pictures, anything that they can find uh, in the rubble.
uh, the mass exodus. The destruction is, you know, there are no words uh, to even begin to describe the amount of destruction. Uh, everything is covered with a heavy dust of the uh, buildings collapse, but uh, in the rubble, you can see personal clothing, uh, shoes, blankets, uh, mattresses, uh, furniture. Uh, it's just mixed in all of the rubble. Uh, they have thousands and thousands of workers here. Uh, their first thing they're doing is trying to clear all of the main streets so that they have access to the rest of the city. Uh, there are thousands of the big dump trucks here hauling off debris. Uh, on the way down, we passed many, many uh, trucks hauling uh, containers that are set up to be houses. They are working frantically to have some kind of uh, shelter for people. There are many people still living outside. Some of the people that we have talked to, they're, they're afraid of the dark, they're afraid of buildings. They, they won't even get close to a building, let go it won't go inside one. Uh, absolute disaster beyond description. Antioch, also known as Antakya or Hattai, is mentioned in the scripture as Antioch of Syria, where we were first called Christians. This city was 1.6 million people. At 417 February the 6th, an earthquake 11 miles deep affected several major cities. Antioch was the one with the most damage. More than 400, more than 4 million people were left without homes. About 50,000 people died instantly. You see, when God closed the door on the ark, grace was on the inside and was no longer extended to the world. I just want to tell you today that the signs of the end are around us. Earthquakes. We had an, another volcano just yesterday. After years of being inactive, several volcanoes around the world, floods, drought, world hunger, wars of some kind everywhere you look, financial collapse, global inflation, Rain and hail in the deserts of Saudi Arabia. Snow in Germany, fires in Greece, Canada, Louisiana. At first, 
political leaders and others around the world says, oh, it's global warming. Now they call it climate change. I call it the sign of the coming of the Lord. And they say they're going to fix this. There's only one way to fix this. It's the same message that Noah had. Repent. There's only one way to change any of this. Folks, if you're looking for happy days to come back, I have news for you. The scripture has already declared it's going to get worse and worse. Lift up your heads. Redemption draweth nigh. The rapture's about to take place. It's time for the church to come alive and know that God is alive and well and he has this thing in order. He said, and we which are alive and remain at the sounding of the last trump. We which are alive and remain. We are the most privileged people that ever walked upon the face of the earth to be involved in end time apostolic outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Illnesses have come back that we've not seen for centuries. Smallpox, malaria, and now there are reported outbreaks of leprosy. Anybody hear what I'm trying to say? We are saved by the grace and the mercy of God. But we are fastly approaching the time when God is going to call his people out of this world when the last trumpet sounds. The word last there is important. When the last trumpet sounds, we'll meet Jesus in the clouds and God's going to close the door. Grace Mercy, salvation will not be extended past the closed door. I hear this thing. God is love. This is true. That doesn't mean he's not also judgment. There's a philosophy out there that you can just take a little piece of the Bible here and there and then do with it as you please. I want to tell you, whatever you want to be, whatever you want to do, whatever kind of sin you want to be involved in, there's a group out there somewhere that calls themselves Christian that will appeal to you and take you in. I've got news for you and the whole world. We are going to be judged by everything from Genesis to Revelation. Every chapter, every verse, every word, every line. Not just the part you like or don't like. You know, sometimes I'm called an infidel. What they're trying to say is because you don't agree with me, you're an infidel. But I want to tell you who an infidel is. An infidel is someone who says, I believe in God and they don't respect him. An infidel is someone who says, I believe in God and do not obey his word. An infidel is someone who says, I follow God and they live in sin. 
You see, when the last trumpet sounds, there will no longer be any need for mercy and grace. We will have arrived. And the door will be closed. And the time of salvation will be finished. He's not willing that any should be lost, but that all should repent. But the ones who are left behind will no longer have a promise. The last trumpet will have sounded, and it will be finished. We are all headed towards our last breath, and after death comes the judgment. I like to fish. Any fishermen in here? Been a while since I've been fishing. Used to fish a lot. I like vacations. Yeah. I worked with a lady years ago. She always had this great suntan. And I'm a curious person. I said, hey, where you, where'd you get that suntan in? Oh, I just got back from so-and-so. I'm like, wow. Said, that's the first time you've been? No, I, I go two or three times every year. After talking a while, I understood the only reason she went to work so she could have another vacation. Her full, whole focus in life was to work long enough to go on a vacation to some exotic place. I want to tell you, I, that's not my focus. My focus is to be with Jesus. My focus is not to live longer in this world. My focus is to leave this world. Scientists are spending billions of dollars of trying to find a way for us to live on this earth just a little longer. People are taking all kinds of vitamins and drugs trying to live a little longer. My goal is not to live a little longer in this troubled world. My goal is to live forever in that city of God. My goal is to help someone to find this truth. My goal is to help others to find eternal life. And I want to leave you with this thought. We're not saved because of what we don't do. Those are first works. I don't go there anymore. I don't do that anymore. I don't drink that anymore. I don't smoke that anymore. I don't dress that way anymore. Those are first works. Those are the beginnings. We're not saved because of what we don't do. We're saved because of obedience to the word of God. There's some other scriptures in there. There are some other commandments in there. And I want to tell you, it's time that we beat our plowshares into swords for battle. It's time we take up the cry. It's time that we do whatever is necessary to bring our loved ones back into the church. Oh, maybe you're not hearing me. It's time that we get serious. 
I want to tell you, folks, you should not need pastor to call a prayer meeting for the lost. Pastor should not have to say, let's pray for your unsaved loved ones. Baptized a lady the other day, uh, elderly. She came up out of the water and she looked at me and she said, Pastor, I'm no longer afraid to die. Paul said, for me to live is Christ. But do we really believe that? For me to live is Christ, but to die is... Hey, this world is not my home, folks. We're just pilgrims and strangers passing through this troubled world. Don't put your roots too deep. Don't love this world. Don't love the things of this world. Luke 14, 22, 23. And the servant said, Lord, it's done as you have commanded. And still there is room in your house. And the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highways and hedges. Somebody say compel. It's time you compel Aunt Mary to come to church. It's time you compel compel cousin Jim to come to church. It's time to raise the flag. It's time to blow the trumpet. It's time to sound Jesus is coming. Compel them to come in that my house may be filled. I will not stand before God with empty hands. I'm not the best at my job. I don't know why God called me. I'm trying. But I refuse to stand before God with empty hands. He said, what'd you do with your talent? He said, I buried it. I've got it here. I want to give it back to you. I refuse to stand before God with empty hands. The trumpet's about to sound. The signs of the times are all around us. We have family. We have neighbors. We have loved ones. There are people all around us that are depending on you. They're not dependent on pastor. They're dependent on you. They're your friends. They're your acquaintances. Compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Maybe a little different message than what you might expect. 
somehow. Somehow. Somehow we need to move to the next level of anticipation of the coming of the Lord. Sometime this past summer, we crossed an invisible line. Many of you see it, you feel it. We, we crossed a line where God's promises and the soon coming of the Lord, it, it went from a, a, somewhere in the future to imminent. You all see it? You feel it? It's in the news. It's everywhere you look. Every media, you, you, it's there. Oh, I'm going to go fishing. He said, follow me. Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. If there's some sin that doth easily beset you, it's time to set it aside. If there is some hindrance, it's time to set it aside. If there is some fear, it's time to get a hold of the master's hand. If there is some confusion, it's time to settle the question. You must be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the removal of your sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and it's for you and for your children and even them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. It's time to have revival. It's time to sound the trumpet. I'm 73. I can retire. I can get a convertible and a boat and a summer home and live the good life. I can do that. Not my ambition. Labor for the master till the trumpet sounds. Anybody with me here? Anybody, anybody feel what I feel? Anybody have an understanding of the need of the hour? Can anybody see that Jesus is about to come? Can anybody feel the urgency? Your neighbors are about to die and go to hell. How many backsliders are there in this city? There are probably thousands. It's time we sound the trumpet, church, because God is about to come. It's time that we labor in the master's field. The harvest is ripe. The harvest is ripe. Somehow, somehow, God help us. Stand in the gap for our loved ones, our families, and our neighbors. God bless you, in Jesus' name.
to such a fabulous ministry this morning. I would like for us to whisper while they sing this one more time. I don't want you to feel obligated to say it where anybody else can hear you. But I'd like for you to whisper a few names in your neighborhood or in the relationships that you have with life in our county, our city. Would y'all sing it one more time as we commit ourselves to those names, neighbors, that we're going to pray for. I'm not talking about just say their name. I'm talking about travail. Our city needed us to hear this message, Brother Robinson. This pastor needed to hear it. Thank you. Hallelujah. Will I be able to speak it all? Surrounded by your glory. What will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Hoping all you.
can only imagine when all I will do is forever, forever worship you. I can only. 